0: Friday Night Smackdown, podcast from the shadows, blip, doing the damn thing, WWE, it's a good job, Uh, I think Smackdown was out in Birmingham Birmingham. on Friday Night, part of the, let's just call it late upload, it's never too late for me to come through and start talking about the product, just know that. But, um, you know, the holiday season, uh, you know, was, was something for everyone in their own different ways. So, uh, I would say pardon me for those that were uh, interested in listening on the schedule that you guys listened to it. Either way, start the show. 40 minutes? Now, I'm not against stuff like this, personally. I fig- I felt that the 40 minutes flew by. I don't... It's funny because people are really against Baron Corbin. I don't even think they're conscious of the heat that... And I say good heat. That they see in Corbin. I think they just want to complain in the moment because they don't like what's going on. But that's actually a whole part of the point. It's a, it's a it's the tactics and ploys. You know, this is to make you not like him even more. And eventually, if ever, you guys do like him. Or... I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. Baron Corbin is doing a fine job as king of the ring and being a complete, just just a heel. Let's just call it that. You know, for, for lack of better PG phraseology. Uh, so, him and Roman had a thing. It's to took. And uh, Roman wants to fight. Roman's getting better on the microphone. I will say that. He's definitely too hard. definitely uh, putting in more effort as a, you know as the, as the top slotted star in the conference and I can definitely appreciate that a great deal so uh, yeah Roman is next level right now he's getting like I say he's getting more comfortable on the microphone which speaks volumes about you know just where he's at uh, I think it's going to be a good reception come Wrestlemania because I think that's uh one of the long-term goals of all of this, we will see what his, uh, you know, status is as far as the championship picture, I say, let's not rush it, I think right now, just the burn and the build, to you know, the rebuild of Roman Reigns, uh, since last year, around this time, when he wasn't even present with us, you know, it, it's been going very well, and uh, it's cool, so... Fast forward. Roman Reigns takes on Bobby Robert Roode and a, a great match. Good match. Fun stuff. Robert Roode has top three spot. Yeah, top three spawn buster in the game. Maybe top five. Top three might be pushing it, but I'll, I'll give it top three just right now. You know, right now, he's doing his thing. He's in there. He's running with Ziggy. Good stuff. You know, Ziggy was over by the announce table in the corner. You know, trying to bang it, bang on the wall barricade, and you know, get his men's. You know, get him back on track. Not, not to say he wasn't on track, but it was either way. It was good stuff. You know, standard match between the two. The real uh, focal point came at the end of the match, though, when Roman went crazy. Roman had a moment just to show that he was totally the big dog. You know, at the end of the day, if he decides to turn up, then everything else turns off. Like. The, the monitors on the announce table screen, and somebody's slice of pizza underneath uh, the chair in what the timekeeper's area where they ring the bell and such like that. Uh, good stuff. Michael Cole's energy drink. You know, it was uh, good. You know, Roman through the chairs. I mean, he speared him through the barricade, then through the chairs, and then uh, flipped the announce table the long way over uh, the barricade that was protecting Robert so uh and yeah, that was very good i figured it was a a good good spot to show a feat of strength you know it made roman look very very strong and um that's all you can ask for really you know when it comes to this roman looked very good and robert roode and dolph ziggler i've no problem you know with the magic team i've said this a million times it was good stuff to open segment and King Corbin, you know, was continuing to grab his heat. or well, <laughs> well, gather his heat, if you will, from the crowd, just building that sort of rapport. Um, last year it was uh, Dolph Ziggler who, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin and now it's just uh, been subbed with Robert Roof. I'm not necessarily against it, I like that. Oh, excuse me, I like that. Robert Root is getting this rub. I know he's losing, though he's been uh scripted as somewhat of a loser, but he's definitely been getting the cabbage chops up there. So, all of that said, it was a good opening segment, a little long, but it was still a good opening segment. Not one that I was against for the most part. Um, everyone everyone advanced themselves in one way shape form or fashion so very very good stuff to everyone involved next match up we had Drew Gulak taking on Ali A normal one-on-one match just to uh, keep Ali in the memories of all of the the WWE all of the you know WWE Universe and uh, Drew Gulak the same it was a quick match throwback to 205 you know you would almost think this was a new match but you could you know, if, you're, if you watch 205, you would know that these guys are definitely accustomed to working with each other for the most part. So, yeah, quick match, a little fun match just to pass by the time. And um, it went well real fast. Ali picked up the victory of 450. It was good stuff. So, um, take nothing away from Gulag, obviously. But it was still good stuff to Ali. Uh, next up, Lacey Evans confronted uh, Bailey and Sasha. Hey, Bailey. Hey, Sasha. Uh, good segment out there good promo it was, it was fun stuff you know you talking stuff uh, talking smack if you will about the you know women's roster and how they didn't necessarily live up to the par at Survivor Series and uh, you know it was it was enough this brings out Lacey Evans hits the women's right it wasn't the best one I'd seen that was actually probably uh, I would say it's probably bottom of the list because all the other ones had connected so perfectly, but maybe it just happened too fast. I might need to see it in slow-mo, but from my vantage point, it wasn't really, like, the greatest punch, but what I will say is uh, surprise uh, face turn for Lacey Evans. Uh, I think SmackDown needs some faces and, you know, got some chance from the crowd, but, you know, it is Birmingham, Alabama, and the people are, you know, she's, she's a Southern Belle. They're out there in the South so it makes sense for the people to love lacey evans out there i don't know if it's going to translate to the rest of the united states of america but lacey has had quite the 2019 and it's you know it's been coming along really well for her i'm very proud to uh to know that she's you know just coming along as a wwe superstar of course everyone still needs improvement and such like that but Lacey has totally been doing just that. So it's gonna be interesting to see Lacey Evans as a babyface, uh, you know, moving forward with Friday Night SmackDown. So we'll see how that continues to go. Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Bailey. Only thing I would, uh, I would suggest, or you know, uh, what's the word? Request is that since we have these women tag team championships, we just keep these women tag teams together. We've seen Sasha and Bailey go at it a million times. We've seen sna- Sasha snap on Bailey. We've seen S- Bailey snap on Sasha. You know, mainly Bailey snapping on Sasha. But you know, it's uh, both of them in heels right now. Who's gonna go, babyface? How would it happen? Man, I say another six months to eight months of this, and it doesn't even need to be that short. <laughs> short, but um. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Believe believe uh, they went into a match. I think Billy had a match. Was it Billy or Sasha that had the match with Nikki Cross? No, neither one of them. Nikki Cross had the matchup against Sonya Deville. And y'all know how I feel about Sonya Deville. And this is no, I have no favorites. I can't have favorites because I love them all so equally. But Nikki Cross picked up the win. Or slight interference by, uh, well, interference backfiring by uh, God's greatest creation, Mandy Rose. And um, when this started the post-match beatdown from Fire and Desire, this brought out Alexa Bliss. And it's just so great. Like, I'll tell you this, I wasn't even going to watch Starcade tonight at 7 Eastern streaming live on the WWE Network. I wasn't. I wasn't. But I will be there just because it is Bliss's first match back. And she's had such a rough road, you know, in dealing with injury and, you know, wanting to, well, no, she knows she wants to be in the ring and, you know, getting in there doing it and building the character and such like that. The fans still love it. The crowd still, you know, enjoys her theme song and her in ring work, I'm sure. So we'll be there for that. And we'll be there for you, Bliss. Not taken away from anyone else. But it is special to have your first match back after a while, you know. To get cleared for in-ring, you know, it's not necessarily uh, always guaranteed. So, um, good stuff. Lexi came out, got the win. Or Bliss came out, or not got the win, but saved the partner. She was so excited, and that was very cool. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. new. Nope. Day, these are my guys, they take on Shinsuke Nako Continental, the Intercontinental Champion, and Cesaro, you know, part of Jimmy Zayn's little heel faction now, uh, for the Tag Team Championships, there's an open challenge placed by the New Day, these guys accepted, And and uh, you know, they had a good matchup, New Day picks up the victory, and you know, that's cool, that's fine. New Day needs magic. We've been hearing enough in the comment sections, reading enough, you know, Goodwell Woods. I know it's usually magical with all three of them. This is part of, huge part of the magic. But um, we need magic back. That's really all I'm going to say. You know, I try not to be uh, too critical. But, you know, we start, you pay attention. You want your guys to succeed. You know, the merch machines and, you know, the catchphrase. Machines, like they've got, they've got it all. You know, they've got very fun, you know, stuff with all of the things with the crowd. We need magic back because I think, I think the new day is smart enough to recognize for themselves. Unless they just want to coast with where they at, I don't think they want to coast with it because it's just going to continue to lead to that. Oh, they need to break up. Oh, they need, E Big E needs a single run. Oh, Kofi was champion and he don't even care about losing to Brock Lesnar in five seconds. Okay, these guys need magic again. They need to be recalled as one of the most respected tag teams. Like, we forget that the New Day is the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. I think at this point, was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, nah, so what, tomorrow? Kofi Kingston is 1,000 days, cumulatively, as the WWE Tag Team Champion. And that speaks volumes. So this team needs to be respected a little bit more in the comment section. I don't like the disrespect that I see. But at the same time, hey, you know, you take the criticism and you move forward. You know, you apply it or not. So that's my only thing. New Day needs the magic back. I'm not saying they lost it. I'm just saying they aren't necessarily using it. So, that's all I got for that. And, I mean, it was a good match. Exactly what was expected. Not necessarily the win or the loss, but good stuff between all five generals. Ah, yes. Firefly Funhouse. This was uh, pretty much an all-night thing. The new face of in the Firefly Funhouse was promised from the promotion commercials on Raw all throughout the week, and most definitely on Friday Night SmackDown. Got about three or four installments of what was going on. I think they're normalizing Bray instead of needing all the craziness happening, but we'll say that uh, all of the elements of what WWE is trying to push to the you know people, And having something funny to look at. And having something that is, uh, you know, uh, disturbing, if you will, to look at. And I say that with quotes. Uh, Along with, you know, just something that's going to reach out to different demographics and all of that. Something if you're feeling low to pick you up. It's uh, all of that stuff. So they definitely check the boxes. Uh, New Muscle Man Dance remix. Apparently this is the hip-hop remix. And uh, Bray Wyatt was, uh, you know, back there doing this thing and being doing, dropping some ad libs and all of that, and it was, it's funny stuff. I'm not gonna get into half of what he said because, man, it, it was. It, I think it's just worth going and watching it yourself. But I did have moments where I did find myself laughing out loud, you know, <laughs> and some of those just silly, silly remarks. But Sometimes when people are joking, they're serious. Sometimes when they're serious, they're joking. But whatever, right? Um, good stuff. Uh, Daniel Bryan had been perplexed all night. he have been bothered and thinking deeply about, uh, you know, whether he was going to go and play with Bray again for the Universal Championship. Had Miz, I heard a good one, her guidance counselor Miz, Backstage giving Brian a, a pep talk or something of the sorts. Hey man, you don't need to fight him or you do need to fight him or you should or shouldn't. Something like that. But uh definitely raised a good point and Superstars changing. We've seen some of this stuff online with some of the more respected dirt sheets purveyors, and um it was uh it's alright, you know Everybody that fought The Fiend changed Seth Rollins changed Finn Balor changed And they changed for the worst Please Now, I, don't, I ain't really one That I, I, I'll say it like this I don't like the clown mask But that's part of the point It's always smiling It needs to have different emotions Which looks looks just silly But whatever, right? It does, That's like a silly critique That doesn't even matter Like, it's fine It works But, um First of all, Finn is at the top of his game right now. I couldn't even. I didn't. I was. I can't. Couldn't stand Finn, but I was not a huge fan of Finn. Now he's back on NXT, and he's looking like a hero each and every time he comes out there. I believe we all know Seth needed some kind of revamp to the character. Now you can feel however you want about Seth with needing help and oh, he's not a great baby face. He's only. He's only a good heel. Oh, he's, he can't, he needs a crew with them. Like, all of these opinions. All of these casted shadows. Oh. uh, it, It's like, yeah, you're going to feel how you want anyway. I personally think that Seth is. Uh, what are you doing? Pardon me. I think that Seth is just fine. Whether he's on his own. Or whether he has people with him. But there is strength in numbers. So. I think he's in a better position now also. After uh, taking on The Fiend. He helped him. Whatever. If we uh It's just you know. Don't look into it too too deep. Because at the end of the day. We're worried about what Brian is doing. Brian's saying he changed after facing The Fiend. Uh, whatever. Fast forward to the ring in the main event segment. And we get D.B. And, you know, he's talking to The Fiend and blah, blah, blah. The Fiend is manning his word because he promised that there'd be a, you know, new face in the funhouse. He pops out from under the ring and uh, basically snatches Daniel Bryan under the ring with him. Uh, Okay. You know, and then you start tripping a bunch of hair. I'm not going to be one of the regulars in the WWE universe that are upset because it wasn't Liv Morgan. I had a prediction that maybe it was but I was literally about 49% on that only because of how much how how that rumor just took life of its own. As far as I'm concerned we didn't get a new face. got a new title. What is that the new face? Am I a fan of the Fiend's championship belt? Not exactly. Doesn't it's not very appealing to me personally, like, call me old-fashioned, but I don't see not one WWE logo on that. So And this is just me. I could be an individual on that. People I think love that. I think they loved it. But I would I would rather like here, just keep him with the Blue Universal Championship. Oh, is he gonna. Like, whoever's gonna beat him, I would predict Randy. I don't even want to predict Randy, I would request Randy because Randy's one that burnt down the funhouse, well, excuse me, the compound to begin with. But, um, yeah, so I mean, not against the championship, but Universal championship all day. Probably see him come out in pay per views with it. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm, I'm, eh, but. The big story is, uh, Daniel Bryan got ripped underneath the ring, drugged straight to hell. Shouts to Michael Cole. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, you start ripping hair. Now, were they quickly shaving Daniel Bryan? Was that what that was? I don't even know. Was he ripping his hair out? Was he ripping his beard off? Uh, 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 uh and then it was a it was one of those cliffhangers now we do like cliffhangers you know make you want to watch next week but that didn't necessarily excite me that was it was just like what you know so so you're telling me we're not even gonna get live and and we're not even gonna find out like like what like, huh we spent all that time just finding out the day brian was, was getting a shave trolling at his finest <laughs> so I wasn't upset about it, it's, it's whatever, but oh no, a, a quick episode of Smackdown flew by and, and it worked out well, so shout out to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week, part of my lateness, so good, I'm sure, and um, yeah, tomorrow's Monday Night Raw, tonight is Starcade. I may cover it, I may not, I don't feel like, it. I don't think I'm going to cover it, just because, you know, it's, uh, it's a different type of event, it's a little bit more of an intimate event, I think it's a WWE thing, you know, with this one, and uh, yeah, so I will catch you guys... I'm assuming a little while for the Monday Night Raw recap and review. So, be responsible with your power, folks. Till next time. Peace.